It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Ah, welcome into the Big Nasty Show here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. With no further ado, I'm going to go right to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line right off the top of the show on a Friday afternoon here. I've got a, a legendary uh, dapper and all these things above uh, man on the line here. Is Matt Carruthers on the line there, buddy? I, I am here. Wow. What a compliment. Well, yeah. I'm honored. I'm honored to lead off your uh, your Friday show. I tell you, you know, speaking of uh, of being honored, you you were punctual. Not even punctual, but a little ahead of schedule, which is uh, which is. Yeah, nice I'm stuff. weird that way. <laughs> I'm strange that way. I'm somebody who's always at the very worst. I'm on time. I'm always early. It just stresses me out when I think I might be late somewhere. So I always end up, you know, showing up ten, fifteen minutes early, <laughs> meeting somebody for a drink or for dinner. Ah. Just, just the way I was raised, I guess. I, I tell you what, the ladies, the lady, the lady, as uh, I just found out, the lady in your life is uh, probably about happy about that little scenario that you show up on time. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> we have that. We have that in common. Yeah, I can't deal with somebody who's always who's always running late. <laughs> Again, I, we all we all have enough stress in our life, right? So I try to do as much as I possibly can to to lessen the stress in, in my life on a daily basis, not add to it. So, well, I tell uh, you, yeah, it works out well that way. I tell you what, you help me with my stress when I'm doing my handicapping whenever I check out Blinkers Off, which is one of the better handicapping programs in uh, that, that's available. Uh, what, what, what times are that on nowadays? Well, yeah, I actually I didn't do it this morning because I'm on at, uh, at Bedford Hall of the Park a little later on today. We have a crew in New York for the Belmont tomorrow, and we'll be getting to that yes. in a moment. But that show's on um, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific, Friday mornings, and I kind of had a rough start to the year because I keep track of my return on investment on that show. I have two hours to win yeah. place yeah. on all the picks, and these aren't races that I'm choosing. So a lot of them are stakes races that you're kind of forced to do, and I battle back, and I'm actually in the black a little bit right now as, we, as we're into June. So, um, and for those it, that have confusion, good, black is the good, red is the bad is the way. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah, I, yeah. so uh, I'm up a little bit for the year right now. So, that's kind of like, uh, yeah, like the on the wagon, off the wagon conversation. A lot of people don't know which end they're on that. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been, doing, I've been doing well. Let's put, let's put it that way. The last month or so after kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a rocky start to the year. So we'll see if that can continue um, throughout this weekend. Again, this is Matt Carruthers from TVG. He has the Blinkers Off show as, as his specialty show, but he also does a lot of different things. Uh, as he said, we're going to get in the Belmont here in just a minute. Um, I had Simon. I, I wanted to give props to you. I wanted to ask you a question and then give props as well. Um, the, here's, okay. the, here, here's the scenario. I'll set it up. If you were to be putting together, say, the late pick five at a, at a track or pick four, whatever the wager may mm-hmm. be, say a pick four, uh, and it wasn't your own handicapping, but it was your money, and you had, to, you had $100, say, to spend on a budget, who are you giving that money to at, at, as one of your associates at TVG to, make, to put together that wager with? Oh, I, I love the hypotheticals. Um, <laughs> is, it, this is your last $100, okay. Matt Carruthers. If, this is your if, last I, if I was in a I was in a situation which would never happen. What would I do? Um, <laughs> uh, God, I I don't know. It probably de- it depends on. In other words, who's the best you know, handicap? Not, not not to avoid your question. It depends on the track. It depends on ah, interesting. Um, what kind of races are during the sequence. It depends on 
you know, we're all hot and cold at different times. Ah. Maybe somebody on our network is hot during that week or so. So I'm going to go, hey, I'm going to go with so-and-so because ah. he's been red hot the last week. So there's a lot of variables okay, so who, to if, that. If it was their specialty track and specialty conditions and claiming uh, or condition race, uh, who do you think besides yourself is the best handicapper on TVG? I'm putting, on, I'm putting you on the spot. I, yeah, I... I, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of a no-win question for me, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I know. I weird. mean, well, I told so, you. you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, some people, I, I, you know, they're probably better constructing tickets, maybe, than others. And I would say Laduka is a guy that, That's... you know, we construct tickets somewhat in a similar way. He's not afraid to single a horse that he likes. And I think to, if you're going to play a pick four, and if you don't have a single – to me, you probably shouldn't play it because you don't. If you don't have a strong enough opinion in any of the four races, why are you playing a pick four? So isn't that the, isn't that the idea? Pauly, not because he's the best handicapper, but because I kind of like his philosophy maybe better than than some other people. Two two part two parts to that. Uh, a, I agree with you one hundred percent. If you're if you're playing a multiple race uh, pick or, yeah, or bet, you, you've got to have a single because what's the point of playing it if you don't? Even if yeah. you, even if your single is, um, you know, I I love when I get a single and he comes across that four or five to one. I think I've sure I, that that to me is winning the game, regardless of what the ticket actually pays. If I can get a, a four or a five to one and he's my single in a pick four, pick five, or I don't play a lot of pick sixes because I don't have the coin to do so. Right. But uh, absolutely on that note. So and then also, I had Simon Bray on a couple weeks ago. Uh, just pri- um, not far before the Preakness or the day before the Preakness, and he um, he picked Paul Aduka as his selection in that same question, <laughs> which I thought oh. was funny. And then he also, um, I have to give him props on the air, he actually picked the exact unfolding of the race in the Preakness with Oxbow and Stevens and how it would shape up and how it ended up, going, how it ended up going, including Orb not yeah. firing, which I have to give yeah. him props at. Yeah, I'll give him props too. Although I did pick Oxbow myself on Blinkers Off, so. Oh, you did. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. Know, between between you, Leduc, and Polly, you and Simon, uh, you are three of the, the the best handicappers that I know. Um, of course, you have a you have a much broader spectrum of a body of work than anybody else does because of being on the air. You know, you have to cover a lot more races than your average handicappers going to actually construct and, and wager on. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, exactly. So that makes exactly. it tough. And if you spend the time in this game, you know, if you know a circuit pretty well, it, it, it's a lot of work oh. over an eight or nine race race card. And so, you know, we have so many different racetracks, and I try to tell people, it's like, you know, you, you can't, it's nothing personal against this particular track that I didn't spend a lot of time on. It's just that I, I know the New York circuit pretty well. I know the Southern California circuit pretty well. We all have jobs and kids and lives and I only had so much, so many hours in the day. So if I, I put my heart and soul in what goes on in New York and Southern California, I just can't do it when it comes to Woodbine or, you know, yeah. racing it. You know, the racetrack, it's, it's not against those tracks. It's just that you can't really have, I don't think you can have a, a, a firm grasp on what's happening at, at the most, maybe three circuits. For me, it's probably two. Right. You so have to it's isolate. Just, it's it's just it's just really hard. It's just really hard to, to play four or five circuits. I think I don't know how people do yeah. that. Well, but in contrast to that, uh, because of your knowledge and what you do on a daily basis, if you roll into a place like Mountaineer Park, say you're you're traveling through and you have a layover somewhere in, in, in Pittsburgh, so you you head over to to Mountaineer Park that night, 
you're still sure. you still have got a little bit of a uh, sort of a, an advantage just on the basic horse racing knowledge that you have. You can go there and kind of look, even though they're lower lower level well, races. Yeah. You can kind of put the same yeah. puzzles, the pieces of the puzzle together, which makes it kind of nice. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's where I become more of the casual fan and just there to have fun. But right. I mean, you know, but if you're you know as a serious player, most of the time, yeah. Um, you know, you, you have to put in the work. Yeah, if I'm going to, to Mountaineer because I'm in the area or something, I might look at the form, look at a race for five minutes. I wouldn't bet very much money. I'm just there to have a little bit of fun and the entertainment value, sure. which is which is something. But I'm not going to bet a lot of money on a track that I don't know very well in, in, in a race that I spent three minutes on. Well, that make, that's the difference between a, a long ball player and, a, and an astute a, astute handicapper like my my friend Matt Carruthers here from TVG. So, well, let's get in. Let's talk. Let's talk serious turkey because you are an expert in this uh, department. Uh, as as close to an expert as you can be, I think that's safe to say. <laughs> um, we've got a big race uh, tomorrow at uh, Belmont Park. It's the third leg. It's the third jewel, if you would, the third jewel of the Triple Crown. Uh, of course, it's lost a little bit of its luster, uh, as it seems to do so often, because we don't really have a we don't have a Triple Crown prospect going into the race. Um, but they did draw a fourteen horse field. Looks like a pretty competitive field to to me. From from what I was looking last night, I, I spent a little time looking it over in and out. Um, what's your thoughts leading into this third leg of the the Triple Crown? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, first of all, the weather is a huge issue. I mean, it's 70%. tomorrow is supposed to be okay. Tomorrow is supposed to be okay, but they're flopping off the turf today in New York. They're not even running their stakes races on the grass today. Oh, they're, they're already, supposed okay. to get. I, I was just watching our network, TVG, and they had uh, somebody from Naira on, and it was talking about how they're expecting another inch and a half oh. or so of rain in New York. So, wow. again, tomorrow is supposed to be okay. So if it's, it depends on when it stops raining. Uh, you know, there's, there's a chance we could have a fast track by whatever the hell it is, six something Eastern time. Yeah, six 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 fifteen. But I think the, is the, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, go ahead. But the you know the, the grass racing is a big question for tomorrow. That's something to keep in mind. So you know we'll see how much rain they get and actually when it stops and if in fact it does, um, you know, not continue into tomorrow. So um, that's something to keep your eye on. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a it's a fascinating race. I, I you know I think the Belmont. You know, even though you know the Derby's a field of twenty, and this is a field of fourteen, it can, you can only run fifteen in the Belmont. I mean, kind of, it kind of reminds me of a Derby type race. Did you say I mean, you say they can absolutely wide open? Do you say they can only run fifteen in the Belmont? Yeah, you can't run more than that. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a that's in, interesting. In the, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the Derby's the only race you'll see in this country where you have twenty horses, I and mean, well, there's not going to be a twenty, there's not a twenty horse race the rest of the year where they bring over the auxiliary gate like that. Yeah. Um, but it, it kind of has a derby feel to it, to me, in terms of absolutely wide open. Anybody can win. Lukewarm favored. So from a, from a gambling standpoint, you know, I think it's really intriguing. You have a little bit of everything. You have the, you know, the lightly raced horses that did, did well over the track, like a freedom child who didn't run in the derby in the Preakness. A lot of buzz about that like horse. Golden. Yeah. You have a horse like golden soul that, Surprised everybody finishing second in the Derby, but skipped the Preakness. Obviously, you have the Orbs and the Oxbows that ran in both the Derby and the Preakness. Revolutionary skipped the Preakness. Some other lightly raced horses that are kind of interesting at big prices, like Midnight Taboo and Incognito. You have the Philly Unlimited Budget. We know Phillies can win this race. Wasn't that long ago that Rags to Riches won? So, yeah, I think it's 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 a, it's kind of a fun race and. Forbes your morning line favorite. Lukewarm. And he's going to be your post time favorite. He's going to be five to two or three to one. You know, and he might win because uh, I think anybody can win this race. But to me, first of all, in a field of fourteen, if you think that even nine or ten of the fourteen 
have a chance of winning. It never makes any sense to go with the favorite. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, I think it's absolutely wide open. So who do you like absolutely. the favorite? Well, why are you going with, why do you like the favorite if you think it's absolutely wide open? So, you know, I think a lot of people, people like to make excuses for why their picks don't run well. Again, I love Matt, to do that. Again, Matt Carruthers from TVG here. We're talking to Belmont uh, Field here. Uh, I actually, it's I. I was a little surprised that Orb was actually going, going coming off as the favorite. Now, I I know he ran a big race, obviously the Derby, and then he just kind of didn't fire. Um, had some traffic trouble in the Preakness. Uh, I was a little surprised that he was uh, he came out as the favorite. I actually thought it might have been more more you know Oxbow uh, or potentially even Revolutionary, which they they made a fairly short price as well for Windstar. Yeah, I just, I just, I mean, Orb, you know, you win the Florida Derby. You're favored in the Kentucky Derby, and you win the Kentucky Derby. Pretty convincing. And then you're odds-on in the Preakness, and you lose to a horse. Everyone's saying an Oxbow, you know, he was 15-1. to 1. That was fluky. Stevens stole the race. He Easy really deserved lead. It. He yeah. Just, yeah. Easy lead. So, you know, people like to, if they don't bet a horse, they like to make excuses for, you know, for the winner. And they like to make excuses for why their horse didn't run well. So everyone's, well, Orb didn't get the pace to run at. That's going to be different than the Belmont. And that could very well be true. He's probably going to get more pace. But, you know, I just don't think people are giving Oxpo enough credit. I mean, Stevens is really smart. He recognized there was no pace in the previous. He got the lead. He went wire to wire. This is a horse that is rated in the past. He's not like one of those horses that sure. has to be in front well, he to a- win. He put a good account so, on himself in the Derby too, because he he you know he was in a pretty good position well, in Derby. But that was a lightning fast pace. You're exactly right. That's why I liked him in the Preakness exactly. because he he ran a super sixth in the Derby because he was part of that pace that was ridiculous. Because that was Palace, Palace Malice ran yeah. off yeah and with Mikey. the blinkers yeah yeah and so I thought he ran sixth. That was a group. So I liked him in the Preakness because I knew it was gonna be a big price and you know I thought his Derby performance was deceptively. Deceptively good. That's what you're looking for as a horse player. I think you're looking for, you know, you, you look back at a race and if you can find, you know, kind of a creative angle or sort of a deceptive reason to like a horse. Whereas, you know, will take charge. He's the horse that had the obvious troubled trip in the Derby, and so the obvious troubled trip horses never are good bets to me because they seem to not win often. And when they do win, they're a shorter price than they should because everyone in the world saw the terrible trip of the horse had. So you look for more subtle trouble that horses had. And I thought Oxlow had that subtle bad trip in the Derby, whereas a horse like Will Take Charge had that obvious where, you know, if you've been to the track twice in your life and watched that race, you'd be like, wow, that horse really had to stop mid-stretch. Yeah. Those are the kind of horses exactly. you don't want to play. Did so, and, and do you think, I don't know if you've heard, maybe you've heard, uh, is Pletcher going to take the blinkers off? You had mentioned the blinkers with Palace Malice. Uh, if he takes the blinkers off. Oh, yeah, they're off, coming off. They're coming off. That's what they're I figured. They're coming off. Yeah, coming and off. you know what? I, mean, I, t- I saw that horse race out at blue at the Bluegrass Stakes, and, and he just got clipped by um, Big Peak's horse just at the wire. Java's War. Java's yeah. War just got just got clipped, and that Palace Malice had Gomez up on him, and he was he was running pretty – he was looking really good. That horse looked really good. So, again, like you said, it's it's pretty wide open. Well, we might as well, you know, get to the horse. I mean, that I like. Yeah, I mean, in, 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 the, in the bluegrass, he was kind of part of a pace, too, that was really hot. You remember Java's World with a thousand lengths back and came on the pace to win. Um, you know, and then they tried the blinkers in, in the derby. And, uh, you know, I said this before in the air, I, I say it a little tongue in cheek, but I'm a little serious also. He actually sort of ran a good 12th, if that's possible, in the derby, because to set those fractions and not finish 18th, 19th, or 20th, and the horses that were chasing him in the derby all did that. They were the horses, the golden that, senses of the world. That is a legitimate. 18th, 19th, and 20th. So, yeah, I mean, I like Palace Mouth. He's my pick. 
Oh, that's your pick. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, he's, I, he's my I, selection. I snuck you it know, in there the on you. The blinkers are coming off. Yeah, well. The blinkers are coming off. I think he's going to get a really good trip sitting third, fourth, or fifth. Um, you know, I think he has as good a money rider as we've ever had. Well, the horse should have a good trip with a horse that, you know, I think he has some excuses, legitimate ones, for his last two starts. Apparently, he's been training great. He's been much more relaxed in the morning. Yeah, he's... With the blinkers coming off. You know, he's by Curlin two-time horse of the year, so, you know, you never know about the mile and a half, but, you know, I, I think his pedigree out of a Royal Anthem mare curling on top, if anybody can get the 12 furlongs, he's one of them. Yeah. And, again, in a race in which I don't have a strong opinion, if I don't have a strong opinion, I'm generally going to lean price, and he is 15 to 1 on the line. Okay, well, and on that same note, uh, I have uh, two two points. Uh, the, first of all, and, you know, it always seemed in the Belmont that it is a mile, a mile and a half. It always seems like there's that clearly those two or three horses that are firing when it's necessary at the very end of the race at the Belmont. You know what I mean? And it like, could be any of them. It just seems like that particular day is when that one, that one's getting the breath in good and everything's firing the way it's supposed to be, and that's usually the one that wins the race. So like you said, why not take a price? Why not get yourself some value? What I'm going to do, um, this is a slight side sidebar note here, um, you know, point of entry is going to run. Now, that lots of it's going to depend on that turf, uh, but point of, point of entry is going to run. Right. It's supposed to be, he doesn't like a yielding turf. In Manhattan. No, yeah, and he doesn't like a yielding turf. That's why he scratched out of the, the, the Woodford right. before, um, the, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that was going to be my single as I was looking at it, and then go probably five or six deep in the Belmont, which closes their guaranteed 100, 100 or a million-dollar guaranteed pick four, all stakes. Did you see that? Yes. So that's exciting. Yeah. But there's two horses that I'm going to use in that in that equation. I do like your Palace Malice because of those couple of things we talked about. But you also mentioned Golden Soul earlier. That's Dallas mm-hmm. Dallas, Dallas Stewart's a local guy here in Louisville. And uh, he's we've talked a couple of times. And that horse, he feels that horse is coming into the race in perfect form. Now, of course, you know, a lot of the trainers wouldn't have the horses in if they didn't feel that way. But, you know, he says he's coming into the race great. Yeah. And he, nothing yeah, wrong we, with we had him on the, uh, we had Dallas on the uh, on the air, uh, I think on Wednesday morning, two days ago at, at TVG. And he sounded real confident. And, you know, Mike Welsh from the Daily Racing Forum, who, um, you know, I, I respect. He's the, the guy that's there every morning for, uh, you know, the, the week or so leading up to, to, to big racing days. I read some stuff from him that he really liked the appearance of Golden Soul. Thought he looked tremendous on the racetrack. So, yeah, you're hearing good reports from yeah. Golden Soul. At the very, at the very least, he's a, he's a he's a great underneath horse. Yeah, exactly. And because he was thirty four to one in the Derby, you know, I mean, it is kind of odd that he's ten to one on the morning line, and he was second in the Kentucky Derby and unlimited budget. Still, he was never faced nailed, and was third in the Kentucky Oaks as a shorter price morning line. And that exacted a little him. odd. Yeah, little odd there. He, and he also went like he ran second in the Derby to the favorite, and it paid nine and over like right around nine hundred bucks, if I'm not mistaken, for the exacta. Yeah, something, you know, I something can't remember the top of my head, it, it was it was, it was something was, ridiculous like huge. that. Yeah, um, so there's another horse that I don't want to I I don't want to leave out in this conversation. Uh, I, I think that uh, Pletcher's other horse that's got JR up on Johnny Velasquez over analyze. I think is sort of flying under the radar. Pardon my pun, uh, but uh, I, I think that horse has got a chance to fire in this one. He he likes that chase yeah. one over the yeah, time. I mean, Pletcher has five five of the fourteen are Todd Pletcher's and. Three of the 14 are, are the horses in the Belmont are owned by Mike Rapoli, who has said that as a New Yorker and somebody who's been going to the tracks in New York his whole life, um, you know, the Belmont is, is bigger to him personally than, than any other race out there, including the Kentucky Derby. 
Yeah, I don't know what to make of of, of overanalyze. Um, he, he, you know, he obviously didn't run well in, in in the Derby, and he got the sloppy racetrack. Which the is Arkansas Derby win was good, but you know he did beat Frack Daddy in that race, and I don't know, how, you know, what people's views on Frack Daddy are. He's running in the Belmont. He's probably going to be forty to one. Yes, in that's, the race. That's so, the peak. Can't even peak. Yeah, I mean, he beat he did beat Normandy Invasion, who was my Derby horse. What well, happened to we'll him? Did you... in the Haskell. Well, he, they're just giving him some time off. They, they do want Chad Brown's just giving him a little breather. Yeah, Chad, Chad Brown's. You know, he's an, he's, a, he's an upstate New York guy. He's from Saratoga, and I think you know we talked about Mike Rapoli wants to win the Belmont. Chad yeah. Brown wants to win the Travers. So I think that's where you'll see Normandy invasion. And that's a mile um, and a quarter, isn't you know, it? In a couple months. Is the Travers a mile yes, and a quarter? A mile and eight. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a mile and a quarter. So okay. They call it the midsummer. That, the midsummer Derby. That's a perfect spot for him. That you'd think, right? Yeah, so, but anyway, so, you know, overall, I just kind of question his races so far at three. Yeah. A little bit. He didn't run well in the Gotham. I don't know who he beat in the Arkansas Derby, and then he didn't run well in the. So let me ask you this. I know you got to get. I know you got to get. You going to Bedfair, Bedfair Hollywood Park tonight? Yeah, I, I got to get ready. I'm on the air okay. in a couple hours. Yeah. Here. So, um, it, let, so this is again Matt Carruthers from TVG. He's going to be at Bedfair Hollywood Park here in just a minute to to give that. Who are you working with tonight? I, I'm with Todd Trump. Oh, all Todd, day at Todd. Bedfair Hollywood Park. Yeah. Todd, yeah. So uh, last time I saw him, the the one of the ushers at Churchill Towns didn't know who he was and was giving him a hard time getting in the paddock with his wow. drinks. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're both we're both Minneapolis guys, so me and Todd go back to all right. So 1989 you, together. We've known each other a long time. And after we're done at Bedford Hollywood Park tonight, we do have our uh, Belmont uh, preview show. Oh, that's going to be doing at the conclusion of the races today at Bedford Hollywood Park. Todd and I, and I think Rich Perloff here in L.A. and Greg and Simon oh, are okay. our coverage when, back when, in New York at Belmont. Uh, when when's that going to air tonight? Is that t- or is that going to air, air tomorrow? It's right, at, I think it's between five five and six Pacific time. Pacific, so that's about eight. We're doing that show about eight or yeah. nine here. Huh. Yes, between eight and nine, then where you are. I have to try and set the DVR and see if I can't uh, check that out. So, are you wagering? Are you, okay. you wagering your own your own coin on the uh, Belmont? Or are you going to stay away? Yeah. Oh no, I'm 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 going to play. Uh, you know, I I'm going to bet Powell's mouths to win. I'm not sure if I'm going to do anything else. Obviously, I'll, I'll play the pick four. And but before I go, even though it's an undercard race, uh, I'll, I'll throw out a horse that I like in the sequence. And it's the, the nine clearly now in race number nine. That, that's a horse I like at eight to one morning line in the Woody Stevens. So I'll probably play a pick four single clearly now. I might do a couple of tickets. One I'll probably buy. You said, you said clearly 14. now, clearly now, the... Uh, clearly now, 99. Mr. Greeley, that's a Mr. Greeley horse, huh? That's cool. Uh, yeah, Luis horse, horse Greeley, yeah. Yeah, Horse mm-hmm. Greeley and uh, Luis Saez, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's, I was, I was looking at that too, and like I said, I'm going to, if the, depending on the track situation, uh, I'm going to, I'm singling point of entry and building a big ticket around him. I think he's, this okay, is his all right, Well, Shug said, regardless of weather, he's... he's you know, as long as they're on the turf, which God, it's it's got to be unbelievable to take the Manhattan off the grass. Exactly. As long as they're on turf, it sounds like he's running them all. So I got a suspicion it's not going to be as much rain as what they're talking about. That's my that's my hunch, hunchy suspicion. I'm going against all the ads. As, so. as we speak, it's absolutely pouring. <laughs> so, uh, a few minutes ago, but, so I don't know. All right. Well, hopefully we somebody hopefully somebody is listening and they got a pick or two from either of us. So um, if you uh, so that's going to be your play. You're going to play a little bit of win money on Palace Malice, and then from there, yeah. Okay, that's what I th- and then you like this. Maybe single, maybe single them in a small pick four, and then in a bigger pick four, you know, I'll, I'll probably buy the Belmont. I have my single clearly now in race nine. 
Ah, well, I'm going to write this down because that's uh, I, I like that horse a lot last night, and you say it's your single, and if that's the case, then there's yeah. a, there's no reason not to dump. So, well, listen, Matt, I know you got to okay. get going, buddy. It's a busy time, busy time for you. Hopefully, uh, one of us will win a little bit of coin tomorrow. Definitely, and, uh, definitely. Good yeah, luck to you, and absolutely. good luck to all the viewers out there. Always nice to talk to you. Uh, nice to see your twins are winning games once in a while. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. Well, I said, I said viewers, listeners, this is radio, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's both. It's <laughs> I'm both. so used to being on TV, yeah. all people, viewers, listeners. Yeah, it's all the Good same. Good luck, listeners. It's all the same. It's all the same. So I'll yeah. send you this podcast, and hopefully you'll have documentation that we uh, that we uh, had the right picks for people. So, but uh, Awesome. Anyway, enjoy awesome. the rest of your day. All Thanks right, for calling right, in, Matt. All right, buddy. All right, anytime. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we're going to get to a Bye. quick break here on uh, 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. You're listening to The Big Nasty Show. Welcome back to the Big Nasty Show here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and uh, 1450thesportsbuzz.com. We just got done talking with Matt Carruthers from TVG. Uh, what a great guy calls in here. This is the second time we've had him on. We'll, we'll hopefully have him on again. He's given us a couple of good picks. We're going to um, we're going to do a little handicap on the race card. First of all, we're going to talk about the weekend uh, weather. We got uh, 
Uh, I'm over here at the station today. Usually I'm on uh, the uh, comfortable confides, the couch over at Churchill Downs doing the show with DJ Yates. But we've got a lot of obligations here at the uh, 1450thesportsbuzz.com uh, crew. We've got some some live feeds all over the place. And so I'm over here today in the actual station. I'm working with uh, an old friend, Douglas. How you doing today, my friend? Good. What's a good word, Nate? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be back. It's been a while since I've been over here with you. Uh, yeah, a long time. It's a comfortable, comfortable setting over here. It's uh, peaceful and everything's going seems to be pretty smooth over here in this well, neck you of the woods. It looks as though you're having a, a great deal of control there. Uh, Things are going very smoothly, as you said. Oh, yes. It, and the nice thing is it sounds fantastic in the headset, which is uh, all all uh, thanks to you, sir. Well, so that segment was real good with your guest. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He's one of the he's one of the big shots out there at TVG. So he uh, it's nice that he had to take a little time of his day to call in and chit chat with me a bit. So he's got a, a good good head on his shoulders when it comes to the horse racing too. So sound that way, yeah. But all the all the crew at TVG is a nice a nice crew. So um, what I do on uh, Fridays usually before when I'm out at Churchill Downs. I actually will handicap the whole racing card the night before, and then sort of give my picks to the kids. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that here in just a second. But first, I want to let everybody know that the, how the weather's going to be this weekend. Now, Friday uh, tonight, basically, uh, there's some isolated thunder, uh, thunderstorms in the area, but it's only a 30% chance of rain. Uh, we're hopefully going to go. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday is supposed to be uh, beautiful weather. 79 degrees on Saturday, uh, 84 degrees on Sunday, and then uh, Monday is supposed to get a little bit more scattered thunderstorms and maybe a little 60% chance of rain on Monday. So if you got plans, I'd say do them on Saturday and Sunday is what I'm saying. So. Um, like I said, we're going to talk a little Churchill Downs here for you. They do a 2:45 post on Fridays, and uh, I like to do a little little handicapping for you, so you can get get your bets in, maybe make a little bit of money on your Friday afternoon. Uh, it's 2:45, so if you have to work till three or four or five or how late are you going to be in here today, Douglas? You got to you got to do the uh, I'm after- here until six. Oh, you got the afternoon drive as well. Okay, yes. so there you go. Um, so, so we're going to be, we got to, they're, they're out at Ott's, I believe is a sports bar. They're out there, the afternoon drive with the, with Perrin Johnson out there hosting today, I believe. So, um, and we just had the high school sports report was in here and he has a, he's the, is it Jeffersonville, Jeffersonville baseball? The Jeffersonville baseball is in the Indiana, uh, semi-state, semi-state yeah. one of the two, uh, at Plainfield against Indianapolis Cathedral. That's gonna that's gonna be interesting. They've got um that cathedral's a big they're undefeated. They're just a strong team. So undefeated, hopefully. yeah. So, but uh, anyway, Douglas, if you don't mind, I'm gonna do a little handicapping for our listeners. Go today. ahead. Yeah. Say, okay, so um, I put together a couple different wagers here for everybody. We've got um we have this is a total total. There's four four wagers altogether, and uh, it's a, there's a double, a pick three, a pick five, and a pick four at Belmont. Um, I start the card off today, and I'm going to do this now because we're not far away from the uh, the first post will be in the next hour. We're going to have uh, Corey Lannery is going to be calling in uh, an hour or two to talk to us a little bit about that. So hopefully that hasn't influenced my picks too much here today. But in the very first race, I'm going to make it pretty simple. I'm going to do a, a, a small, sort of small double. It's a $20 double, but I'm only going to use two horses. In the first race, the first race is a $10,000 claimer. Uh, it's at, uh, six furlongs. This is it's got six horses going there. These are for uh, fillies and mares. They're going six furlongs, um, and I'm going to the inside here on this one. This horse called Wildy, and Wildy is a, is a, trained by Bernie Flint and Rosie Dubrovnik is up on him. This is a sharp humor filly that uh, put in a good, good count on there. So anytime you see a horse coming from an allowance race of ten thousand dollars and drop it into a claiming race of ten thousand, 
The allowance race is a uh, substantially better race because they don't have to worry about the horses getting sold out of the race. Uh, this is also the third race off of layoff, which is always a nice form uh, cycle for these horses, uh, especially these lower level claiming horses. The third race is always nice because they're in good shape and good form. Uh, and I think Wildy on the inside at five to two will get the job done in this particular race, coming into a nice pace. It should be able to finish in there nicely. Um, also, this is very easy because it's a twenty dollar double one one. Uh, it's Kenny McPeak's horse. We're using Kenny McPeak's horse in the second race of the double, second leg of the double. So it's going to be 1-1. One, one. Kenny McPeak, uh, he sends out Kid Twist. in e, uh, The second race is a maiden claiming race of $20,000, which means that anyone can purchase the horse for $20,000 if they got enough money and they got a license. That's basically all you need to get that done. That's a mile-long race on the main track. Now, we're expecting some rain later on tonight, possibly, and then in a little bit in tomorrow. But uh, up north where the big races are this week at Belmont, they're going to have uh, uh, serious rain issues, uh, potentially uh, turf and dirt track issues because of the rain. But uh, here at Churchill, those first two races is a twenty dollar double one one. Now, if the double pays twenty dollars, you get two hundred bucks. It's pretty good. It's a pretty interesting wager. That's a lot, I like to do it a lot if if I'm a little uncertain. A lot of times you can take the favorite and do that if you think the favorite's really going to be there, and it ends up paying thirteen or fourteen bucks, which you would in turn get one hundred thirty or one hundred forty dollars out of. So that's an interesting way to go. Those are the first two races. Churchill always starts their first couple races of the card out with a uh, lower level races, uh, middle level races. Uh, usually the first ones are like that. A lot of times a sprint in the start race. Um, so that's a $20 double, 1-1. One, one. Then we're going to go to race three. I'm going to do a pick. Th- uh, this is a 50 cent pick three that I'm going to do it four times. It's going to cost you $4.50 for 50 cents, but I'm going to do it four times. So you'll be at $18 total for this. Uh, I have a single in this three-race sequence, the three, fourth, third, fourth, and fifth. In the fifth race, I'm singling the two-horse, which is the Ken and Sarah Ramsey and Michael Maker drop special with Alan Garcia up, and it's what I'm not is a golf pro. <laughs> so golf pro is the third leg of this. I'm going to single that horse in the fifth. That's a seven furlong race for maidens. It's a maiden claiming race at $10,000. Starting that the sequence out is the third race. This is a $15,000 claiming race is a mile and a sixteenth. This is again for fillies and mares uh, on the main track. Uh, I like three horses in this race. I like the two, f- five, and six. The, the two horses, Little Face, is Dallas Stewart horses. We are going to be pulling for Dallas Stewart as he sends out Golden, uh, Golden one at the Belmont tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna pull for him. So I'm, he's probably not there. He's probably up in New York, but. He sends out Little Face with Joe Rocco up on. Uh, this horse is this, this is a $15,000 claiming race. This horse won easily last time out at Churchill. Loved the track. No reason to believe he can't go uh, at $15,000 claimers coming out of an $8,000 claimer. But the race before he did $20,000 and just, just missed. Um, I like that horse to be there. I also like the outside horses. This is only a six-horse field. So I like the five and the six in this one. This, the five horse is going to be a little bit of a price, but they tried him at a $20,000 claiming tag last time at Keeneland. Keeneland's always good, strong company. He was closing in a little bit. He won by, he got beat by a bit, but uh, the, the horse that won was a perfect praise, which is a real nice horse. Came back to win off that. Dean Sarvis is up. Uh, $20,000, they drop him in a little bit. I think he might fire pretty good there for them. Uh, that's the five horse. He should be six, seven, one. It might be your price. And then on the outside, you have a Steve Hobby horse sent out. Yes, Kitty Cat Carly. Um, we have uh, Kitty Cat Carly is a, a Cuvée horse, and uh, he hasn't been doing anything wrong in this company. And they put him back in the same basic company. Steve Hobby's got a good uh, good record with 
these types of horses. Sean Bridgman's the leading rider at Churchill Downs. So we're going to go with that in that particular race. We're going to go two, five, six. So in the first race, we have two, five, six. In the second race, we have a, in the fourth race, I'm saying the second leg of the pick three. This is a five furlong race on the turf. This is an allowance race of $60,000. Our buddy Corey Lannery, who's going to call in, we, he's up on the sweet Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. Uh, it's a Billy Connolly horse. Uh, I believe I'm throwing him into the mix with the other favorite in the race, Good Deed with Sean Bridgman and Steve Margolis. That's the one three. And then I'm going to try a price with my buddy Jesus Castanon. He's going to be up with on a Merrill Sherrill horse. And uh, he's got that's that's actually the horse that I might put a little win money on. Uh, we're going to call we're going to call uh, we're going to we're going to take a quick break here on 1450 the sports buzz. And we're going to come right back. And on the other side of the break, we're going to have Corey Lannery on the line. He's one of the top jockeys out here at Churchill Downs. We'll be right back with you on the big nasty show. Ah, welcome back to the Big Nasty Show on 1450 The Sports Buzz, 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Man, it's Friday afternoon. You know what you do out at Churchill Downs on Friday afternoon? They race horses at 2.45, which is a special post time. Normally, I'm out there in the uh, media room today, but we've got live feeds all over this Indiana, Douglas. we got it rocking in this area. we got everything covered. That is the case. We got everything covered. So, speaking of everything covered, uh, I've got uh, on the Oxmoor Ford Lingen Buzz line, I've got a caller on there. Corey, are you on there, buddy? Yeah, I'm on there. Hey, buddy, this is Corey Lannery. He's one of the top jockeys. I was just just looking at the stats. Actually, um, you're next to the top jockey as as we speak right now, but we're going to change that this next couple of days, aren't we? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I look pretty live, you know, and got to get down, start riding hard. 
yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's time to get down. It's time to get down. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about this. The, the golf, we, uh, we, this cat, uh, Corey Lannery, has got a, a bit of a golf swing. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So uh, how many you got today, buddy? All righty. Uh, I think, yeah, I picked one up uh, in a later race, so I think I makes eight. I was on seven. Oh wow! This it's you getting you get you get you got a lot. You're live all day too, from what I can see. Just about every horse that you're on is uh, is uh, going to be uh, going to be in there with a shot. The way I looked at it already, I was just I just got to the race for the uh, the five furlong race on the turf. You went that is it Sweet Casapia? Is that the name of that horse? Yeah, that's a that's yeah a, Sweet Casapia. Uh-huh. That's like a nice little horse there going on. So that should be a that should be interesting. Anything in particular? I think so, yeah. Any, any any information you want to give me while you're on the air here, buddy, about today's races? Anybody that's going to be a <laughs> a bit of a price? Whenever you're, uh, I don't think you'll get. I don't think you'll get a price on most of mine that I ride today. <laughs> well, that's so, because uh, that's because you're a genuine. Like they, uh... That's because you're a bad boy out there, man. You own the place. <laughs> you own the place. This is Corey Lannery. He was uh, last. You won the the spring meet last year, right? Yeah, I won the spring and fall meet. Yeah, spring and fall meet. Wow. Well, well pardon me. I didn't give you. I didn't give you enough credit. There yeah, we go. you got to so, give me all the credit, man. I'm telling you, no. You took well. Let's just put it this way: if we had played for money the other day, you and I would have. I would have lost a lot of money to you guys the way I was playing. So <laughs> I give you credit for that. So yeah. uh, did you get to see? I that? heard you and Casting on. I heard you and Casting on tore it up the other day, though. So I went to practice this morning. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't beat y'all. Well, I tell you what, he played well. He he, he was playing well as I crumbled. As I crumbled around him, I tell you, 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 you sprinkle any kind of. I can't take the pressure. That's the thing. I can't take the heat. <laughs> so, so uh, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, so, how long have you been riding, Corey? I've been riding twenty-two years. Wow, and you're saying, you, yeah. and you're a young, you're a young, you're a young buck, uh, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm thirty-eight. Yeah, that's still a young you know, I feel, buck. I feel like I'm eighteen. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm. Um, my team yet, so Mr. that's a good thing. Mr. Douglas is a 38-year-old man. Is that a, is that a young buck? Or would you? Uh... That's just right. <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just right. Perfect. So, um, so you said you were riding professionally for 22 years. So, where did you where did you first get on a horse at, or where how did that all come about for you? Are you from Are you from this area? Or are you? I'm from Louisiana. Oh, okay. And, uh, okay. My, my dad was a jockey, and. Uh, a lot of my family was into the racehorse business, uh, one way or another. My grandparents had a couple in their backyard that they trained and tried to run. I got and you. That's all I ever wanted to do. So since I was about eight years old, I begged my daddy to go and gallop his horse, you know, uh, the racehorses and stuff. And so they let me every now and then. But then when I became about fourteen or fifteen, I uh, during the summer I got a job galloping racehorses, and uh, that's where it all took off. I tell you, and it's uh, and and then. Uh, you you you're just galloping in the summer. Then then how how did you get your first? How did you go about getting your first race ride? Uh, well, I went on the racetrack and started galloping and working horses just for any trainer that I could, you know, right. and uh, try to get a reputation and just kind of work for them. And you work in the mornings for free, so then they kind of owe you a mount in the afternoon. So uh, so people started putting me on their slow ones, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just uh, you know you got to go through that and get experience and work your way up through the ranks, you know. Yeah, and then like you said, they kind of—it's kind of a—it just works off the honor system a little bit on the backside, doesn't it? The loyalty and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you help them and hope they help you. So you that's know? it's uh, a shame. A lot, a lot of jocks do a lot of work for nothing, and then uh, you get the guys like the position I'm in right now. I get all the good ones, and they have to do all the work. That's pretty cool, and that's it's it's nice that you're humble about that too, buddy. It's you know it's you know it's it's a blessing to 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 get to the point where you're at. Right, you know yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of kind of on cruise control, right? You know, just kind of. 
you know, you, uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to act like I got a big head, but it's uh, it's definitely easier when you get to this point. Sure, and uh, let's you give some props. To, uh, get a good month. Let's give some props to your agent too. Uh, he's uh, yeah. Who, uh, who's your agent, buddy? Uh, Terry Miller, is, yeah. uh, AKA Jaws. Jaws, yeah. So. Yeah, we've we've been together seven or eight years now. I think maybe longer than that. I'm not even sure. Yeah, well, I mean, but, when, you, uh, when you're living the good life, it's, uh, t- t- time just flies past, you know. I mean, we were, we were out in the golf course the other day. We were out there for five hours all together, and I thought we were out there for two. It's how fast time flies, you know. <laughs> and, but it, it would have went even faster if I had uh, represented, which I didn't. Yeah, but, we wouldn't have waited for you to take all them shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I, we, didn't need the, uh, we didn't need to elaborate on that there, my friend. So Anyway, this is Corey Lannery, one of the top jockeys out there. We're just chit-chatting on a Friday afternoon. They got a 245 post. You got somebody in the first? I didn't even notice. I think you probably do, don't I you? I do. Yeah, I do, yeah. You're I like up, Flashy uh, Ray. Flashy uh, Ray. Oh, you just rode her a couple weeks ago. We were out there. Yep. You yep. won her. Yeah, you yeah. won at the 7,500. Yeah. So he moves up to yep. 10,000 today. That's a little step up. What's Tell me Tell me what the is that a, is that a real big difference, 7,500 claimer to 10,000? Is that a big difference when they're in good form? I don't think so, you know, because it's a lot of the same horses. Even looking at the racing form, there's a couple in there that she's run with in the same race last time. So, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes the 7,500 race don't go and the train is just going to, to the 10,000, you know, or something like that. Yeah, that's... Uh, but well, that's, uh, it, it's not a big difference for that category. Yeah, flashy red. Right. Yeah, that's... that's uh, Exactly. So, um, and then, so you... Uh, so, where did you get... So, you got... You got a couple of chances early, and like you said, on the slower horses or they're, they're lesser horses, if you would. Uh, where was it? In New Orleans, you got your first win? And were you a bug? Uh, no, that Evang- Evangeline Downs. Oh, Evangeline uh, Downs. And, uh, That's yeah, Evangeline Downs. It was April nineteenth, nineteen ninety one. Oh wow! You got that? You got that? Do you have the plaque and everything <laughs> at home? Yeah, yep. Yeah. I got a got a big picture at home. Jockey's first win and all that. And uh, it was a it was a good race. I remember I rode it like Calvin Borel came right up the rail from last to first. Oh, that's how you did it. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, ride. You don't ride. To... I didn't. I didn't look as good as him, but uh, <laughs> well, careful now. I got depends the on, Depends on who you talk to, man. I play golf with you. You got style. Don't don't kid yourself. <laughs> no, I'm talking about riding on oh, the horse. Well, you got style riding too. What are you talking about? Riding style, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so but that was the first one, and I uh, I did a little I, I did a little drudge work. I I, I drudged up a, f- a few things on you here, and uh, that was your first win was in Evangeline Downs, and. Uh, According to my most recent statistics, you've got you're getting you're getting your way you're working your way towards thirty five hundred. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's th- amazing. Thirty five hundred, and uh, do you even do you even know how many starts you've had? Uh, no, I'm gonna guess about thirty thousand. It's a little just inside, just inside. Well, this I don't know when this the statistic came out, but this this one I have here is just inside of twenty five thousand. But uh, it, uh, that's, that's that's pretty good. Then. It's pretty. It's got to be kind of humbling for you to look back and think about that, huh? <laughs> yep, yep. And just the thing, after I lost my apprentice, there the next year I think I won one race. I thought <laughs> I had to find another job. I couldn't even buy a mount. So for for those that don't know what the apprentice, they say this is Corey Lannery, uh, one of the top jockeys on the. Well, I say both Fairgrounds Colony and also Churchill Downs, right? You're going to ride at Fairgrounds in the summer. Yeah, Ellis? I did the last. No, I used well last year. I went to Gulfstream for the first time, but prior to that, I was at the Fairgrounds for the last. 16 years probably yeah yeah that's that's kind of that was would you say yeah. that's your home track if would you say that or would is churchill 
probably Churchill now. Yeah, Churchill you know? now. So did, now, yeah. um, what when Churchill's finished, um, they got they got some night racing coming up and stuff like that, and then they finish up the thirtieth. Actually, the Sunday is their last day, June thirtieth, for the spring meet. Where are you going to go to Ellis? You're going to go up to New York. What's the plan? I think I'm going to stay at Ellis. You know, um, I got a little girl that's five now, and she's going to start school, and I'm just going to stay home and ride the weekends and uh, kind of have like a working vacation. You know, I try to be the big fish in a little pond. Yeah, and I already know what you do on yeah. your days off, so I don't have to ask you what you do on your days off. Uh, this is Corey Lannery. He's uh, he's got a pretty stout uh, golf swing. Uh, can can I can I get to a quick break here, Corey, and come back and talk about that golf swing? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back with you here on fourteen fifty The Sports Buzz. You're listening to the Big Nasty Show. It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Ah, welcome back to the Big Nasty Show here on 1450thesportsbuzz.com. We are just chilling on a Friday afternoon, getting ready to wrap things up here before too long, go out to the, the track and do a little horse race gambling. So I've got on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, I got one of the top jockeys out there. Maybe by the end of the meet, the top jockey, uh, Corey Lannery, you still on the line with me, buddy? I'm here, buddy. Hey, okay. Well, we just got a few more things to talk about. I know you got to you got to put on the uh, you got to put on the silks for uh, you riding for uh, the Michael Thompson uh, and Jeff Allen today. I guess so. You're going to be putting on their silks here in a little bit to go out there for their flashy ray in the first, correct? Uh, yep. That's uh, right. Flash your ring. There you Looking go. Got, three in a row. Got to, I'll tell you, we got to, yeah, look at the win, and I'll tell you. Well, they got the right pilot up on there, that's for sure. So, uh, speaking of uh, wins, I was also looking here at the statistics. Uh, you're surprisingly consistent first, second, and third. Uh, on this statistics that I have here, now these are probably a little bit old, like I said. You had 24,000 starts are a little bit more than that. You have 3,400 firsts, 3,300 seconds, and 3,100 thirds. That's pretty That's pretty good uh, numbers there, buddy. That means you <laughs> that don't, is pretty good. That, don't, that means you don't finish too much out of the money. That's a That's a good, uh, what they call, return on investment on this guy. So, so, you know, like I was thinking the other day, you guys um, – 
you guys kind of, kind of took my lunch when I was out there playing golf with you. It says here you've uh, you had a career earnings of over eighty million dollars. Now we got to talk about this. <laughs> we got to talk about this. There's no reason that that my poor my poor ass should be out there playing golf with you guys. I'm telling you, that's I got no business on the same course. I don't know. I don't know where that I don't know where that money's at though. <laughs> I don't have it. Oh, I tell you, uh, it's it's nice to be humble, buddy. It's nice to be humble. But uh, so anyway, so let me ask you a couple questions on horses. Um, Who's if you had to pick a horse? What's pro, what do you think the best horse you've ever been up on was? I think the best horse I'd want to say is maybe Flat Out. I hadn't won any big races on him, but I rode him and was working him prior to his uh, campaign when he just came back uh, two years ago, I think. And Flat Out, who's and, uh, uh, he was, who's who's the tra- who's his trainer? I, I was slipping my mind right now. Uh, right now, Bill Mott's got him. Oh, Bill Mott. Uh, Scooter Dickey had him whenever I was getting on him. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I got you. And then yeah. on that same uh, same kind of conversation there, what what would you say is the biggest race or your most uh, uh, you, the one that made you the most excited about winning race wise? Uh, that would have been the New Orleans handicap. I think it was the biggest money race I've won in in purse or whatever. It was five hundred thousand, and I was on a long shot. I remember he paid like thirty eight dollars to win. Ah, and uh, that was just uh, what an incredible feeling that was to win that that kind of race. You know. Now, are you guys allowed to bet? Are you allowed to wager on your own horses? No, no. Yeah, I, that would be that would. We can only ride. <laughs> that could be a little. That could be a little shady. <laughs> but at least they have to have some kind of jurisdiction, some kind of uh, rules with that. I imagine. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and uh, so, how many times have you been? Uh, how many times have you been thrown off a horse, or injured, or out out of the game for a minute? Oh, I don't know. I stopped counting. <laughs> but uh, I've been actually one of the lucky ones with injuries. Uh, I mean, I've broken both my collarbones and uh, had a punctured lung, broken ankle, and um, wow, a few concussions. But knock on wood, I've had time to go under the knife. You know, it was all just a little fun. Uh, people don't realize how when you've got a two thousand pound animal underneath you and you weigh one hundred and ten, one hundred and fifty. What, what are you about one one thirteen, one fourteen right now? Riding weight? Yeah, 115. 115, 115. You know, you yeah. got a 2,000 pound animal underneath you, you're 115. That's a, that's a prescription for, for danger. A lot of people don't realize how dangerous it is, huh? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's, uh, you know, the fall don't really hurt. It's just a sudden stop. It's a, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The fall, yeah, yeah, you're still going the same speed through the air. Yeah. So, so what's that? I mean, so you, you, uh, what's the worst of it? What's, when was the worst? Do you, if you don't mind recollecting, when was the worst of all the spills for you? Was it, do you can remember it vividly or was it kind of a blur? Um, I, I can remember it, but, uh, I don't remember. I'd want to say maybe, uh, the late 90s or 2000. I, uh, went down and, uh, I just felt like a train had run over my chest. I thought my chest was broken in half, and I was spitting up blood. Oh man! Yeah, that, was, that was the punctured lung, you know. Oh, you did. You, did, and, you punctured. Uh, oh wow! So that was the bad one. Yeah, I had, right. I had the punctured lung and the broken ankle, and I don't know if I had a collarbone or not. Now, did you fall? Did you but, fall? Uh, was it uh, in the stretch or? No, it was in the first turn in a ro- in a long race. Uh, actually, the horse in front of me had a heart attack, and when he went down, I just was right behind him and couldn't avoid him and then i went over him wow and then it felt like 10 of them ran over me oh man i tell you that did you just feel like your your guys were up in your throat weren't they 
Oh yeah, I, I didn't know what. <laughs> wow, so, I can't imagine. I can only I can only compare it to like when I would. That was scary. I, I remember just asking the program to just let me sleep, and they're like, "No, no, don't go to sleep." Oh yeah, yeah. They they probably yeah. they probably juiced you up with. They probably juiced you to make sure that you did stay awake because it's you know they say it's sure, yeah, bad news. Man. Wow, man, that's gotta be that's gotta be a uh, wow. So and and then I want you to I want you to 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 walk me through this once because you know nobody that a lot of people don't understand what the rush is like for you. Okay. If you're at the top of the stretch, okay. And you are say, say you're sitting third or fourth off of it and you, and you just know that you've got a horse and, and at any point, if you push the trigger or you push the button, he can go. What, like put me in, put me on in the saddle with you here and, and see, tell me what it's like to be in that spot. Oh man, that's a, that's a feeling. It's undescribable pretty much. Uh, I guess it'd be like uh, sitting at a red light and you in a Ferrari and look at the station wagon on the side of you. <laughs> and you know you're going to take off faster than them. Uh, you know, just, a, just a ton of confidence, you know, when you know you got horse and you're sitting right there. Okay, so, so verbally, uh, verbally do this for me. I want you to pretend like you're in that spot and, and, and now you're getting ready to tell the horse to go. Let me hear the Corey Lannery kiss or however you do it. Oh, oh, when we swoosh at him. Yeah, you're, you're, well, you're, you're, are you here at the top I'll of the stretch? Yeah, sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll hitch at him. Go ahead, let's hear it. You know, like that, and just, uh, I just, just like that, you know? Oh, uh, uh, you sh- I just, most of the time I just use my whip, though. So. Oh, you just, you just, oh, okay, you just, you just, oh, you just whip and you don't, you don't talk too much? Yeah, not a whole lot, I don't think, you know? I really don't know what I do. <laughs> well, it's got to be a rush, man. I'm telling you, I, yeah. I, I, I was talking to Jesus the other day on the, on the, on the course, and, I, I said, what I want to do is I want to ride a, a seventy five hundred dollar claimer, and you ride a stakes horse, and uh, or vice versa, <laughs> vice versa. I ride I ride a stakes horse, you ride a seventy five hundred dollar yeah, claimer, yeah. and you let me start at the you let me start at the quarter pole, quarter pole. You start at the half mile pole and see if you can get to me, because <laughs> you know I'm a I'm a larger man, so it'd probably be pretty funny. So I get yeah, you, you all don't want me out there because I'll cheat. I'll cheat. And then you'll be wanting to, so speaking of that, have you ever been in the, have you ever been to like, you've been fisticuffs in the jocks room? You don't have to give any names. You ever had fist fights, fisticuffs in the jockey's room? Uh, no, not really. A few arguments, but, uh, not, no, not, not really fist fights. I, I remember I hit one guy one time and it felt bad. And when I dropped my hands, he about broke my neck. He hit me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I learned don't ever drop your hands. Oh, don't ever drop your hands. Well, I can show you a few things on uh, self-defense, but uh, I've seen, uh, like I said, you guys, uh, a lot of people don't realize you guys are, you guys are good, good shape. It's not like you're, you know, you guys aren't slackers. You're in all, you're all in good shape. So uh, we're, we're fit, you know, you don't realize how fit you are. That's what I'm saying. So, and you got to keep that. You got, do you have, do you have trouble with your weight? You struggle at all with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have, uh, I wouldn't say trouble, but I just have to, you know, it's uh, definitely, you can't let it get away. You know, it's, it's just a routine now. Yeah, you just got to stay with it, right? Keep 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 up with it, more maintenance routine like that. So so is it, okay. is it, is it, is it top of the stretch, you got to, is it more exciting at the top of the stretch when you got a live horse? Or is it more exciting when you've got uh, 15 greenies on the line and you hit a four-foot <laughs> four foot shot with an eight iron into a, into a green and take everybody's uh, points. I was gonna say it depends on how much we're playing for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, listen, man. I, I just, uh, I'm gonna I've got to I'm gonna get to here at three o'clock. I wrap my show up and then I'm gonna head out there. I'll uh, I'll holler at you when I get out there, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Okay, my friend. 
Okay, it's, man. No, all no right. problem. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you got it. This is Corey Lannery from uh, Churchill Downs, and uh, I'm going to take a quick break here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. When we come back to the flip side, I'll give you the rest of that handicapping and a few things more. Ah, very nice of Corey Lannery to call in here and chat with us before uh, going back out to the track and cranking it towards that $3,500 wins that he's trying to get to. So um, before he called in, I was in the middle of handicapping the card for you. I want to get that done before we get to the 245 first post at Churchill. Um, I've only got one, two more wagers to tell you about. The first is a pick five, which is the late pick five at Churchill Downs, and also the... um, the pick four, this is the million-dollar guaranteed all-stakes pick four on Belmont race day. So, uh, Douglas, I was wondering, uh, did you notice that – you remember the first band we had in here back, back in I the day? I certainly do. They actually were on Conan O'Brien last night. How Are you about serious? Our friends of home. Yes. And they're, High heavens. No, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're the big time now. They, they come and visited us. They, they, they like the way it sounded. and uh, So they, they, they hit to Conan – the other night, and and then uh, they're going to wow. be on Letterman in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I was I'll, I Letterman as well. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, they're they're uh, it's very proud. But you know what this means, Douglas? I think if if people come in here or call in here, it's a good thing. It's a good sign, maybe. I think maybe. Uh, you've got a point, Mister Nathan. <laughs> so anyway, uh, again, like I said, the weather's going to be nice tomorrow and Sunday. So if you're planning on anything this weekend, you should be in pretty good shape there. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about this NBA playoff here in a little bit. Uh, but first, I want to finish up this this uh, handicapping for you all here. I'm going to do the Belmont Park one first because uh, it's a fairly easy one. It's an easier uh, to put together for you. It's the 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th race tomorrow. Now, there's rain pending, according to Matt Carruthers, who called in in the first hour. Uh, there's going to be a real good chance of rain, so that's going to change things a little bit at Belmont. Uh, we have uh, we have a lot of things going on uh, that day at Belmont, but there's, there's four stakes races in this particular sequence. Now, we talked to Matt Carruthers before. So I'm going to buy the eighth race and the featured Belmont Stakes race. I'm going to buy both of those races on the front and back end of this 
50 cent pick four. This 50 cent pick four will cost you uh, $63. But if these two horses hit that I'm going to single back to back, I think you'd be in good shape. We could get a little price there. Uh, in the ninth race, and this is uh, thanks to Matt Carruthers from TVG who talked to me earlier today and said uh, he loves the nine horse in the ninth race, the Woody Stevens. This is a grade two race for seven, uh, seven furlongs. He says he loves clearly now the nine. So I'm going to put that horse as a single in the ninth race, and I'm going to follow it up with a racehorse that's an absolute freak that didn't race against Wise Dan on Derby Day out at Churchill Downs. But uh, he was supposed to race, and they were they were hyping it. Shug McGahee and the connections were, t- were hyping. It's the Phipps as well. He's an, another one of the Phipps horses that are just incredible, and that's point of entry. Uh, he's coming back at a mile and a quarter on the turf. It's his first time back, and that's the Manhattan. Uh, as long as it's uh, he said he uh, Chuck McGay he said he's going to race regardless of the conditions. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, if he runs, which I'm sure he will, uh, both of those horses back to back, point of entry and clearly now. So we have a all button, fifty cent pick four, starting in the eighth race. We're going to go all with nine, with one, with all. It'll cost you $63. If you get a price on the front end and a price in the Belmont, you're going to have a nice ticket because there'll be lots of money in the pool. So um, you heard it here first on the Big Nasty Show. So check that out. So, And again, the Big Nasty Show uh, could not come to you without the help of our supporters. We just changed our call letters recently. Uh, we now go by WXVW. What do you feel about this, Douglas? It's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Well, uh, it's got a traditional feel, the old uh, call letters from a, a, an older era. Yeah, an older an older time. I like to take it back to an older time from, from time to time, but uh, it's got a nice ring to it, though, WXVW. Yeah. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work that in a little bit more, uh, but I like the fact that we got a new we got we got old slash new uh, call letters here at the station. So that's an interesting thing. Um, and the late pick five is what I'm gonna play today at Churchill Downs. This is what I'm gonna give you here. Uh, I'm gonna highlight the races, uh, but I'm gonna start with my single, which is in the ninth race. Uh, I'm building the ticket around this horse, and I just have a funny feeling that it's going to fire today for Larry Jones. Uh, I think he's going to fire at a decent price, and that's really what you want. If you can get a single in a, in a race sequence like this at a good price, uh, that's exactly what you want. And Hard Aces is a, a hard-spun horse. It's a hard-spun uh, uh, colt. This is a three-year-old colt for Alan Garcia and Larry Jones. There's nothing wrong with what he's been doing leading up to this race. He's got good workouts. The last two races have been good. Third race off the layoff. You know I like this angle. Uh, this is a $52,000 allowance race. It's a mile and an eighth. I love to single at a mile and an eighth races. These horses usually have proven themselves, and they have an opportunity to do so again, stepping forward. And I have a funny feeling that Larry Jones is a real good horseman out on the track, an underrated horseman in a lot of circles. But I think he gets the job done today, hard aces. And that's in the middle of my pick five. A pick five is basically five races in a row. You pick as many horses as you want in each of those individual races, and then it's an exponent throughout the race, which means you just multiply however many horses you have in the first leg by however many horses you have in the second, and so on through the sequence. This is a 50-cent pick five wager that'll cost you $45. And again, if it hits, it's going to be, uh, you know, you'll be able to go out to a nice dinner, take the lady out, and all these good things as well. So um, my sequence starts in the seventh race. Uh, I'm going to use three horses in the seventh race. The seventh race is an optional claiming race at 62000 This is a five-furlong race. Five furlongs on the turf, on the Matt Wynn turf course. Um, I'm going to use two, four, and seven. I'm going to use uh, Donna Get Your Gun with our friend Corey Lannery. We just got done talking to him. I've got to use him in a couple races because that would be foolish if I didn't do that. Um, Donna Get Your Gun is the two horse. Uh, that's that's the first one I'm using in that race. Queen Neg- Negwear. 
is the uh, Sean Bridgmahan sends uh, goes out for him. That's the four horse. Just beautiful workouts leading up to this race. I don't see any reason why he can't get this done. And then, of course, you have Rosie Napravnik for Dane Kabiski, who used to be a jockey, but now is a trainer. You see him out there at the track, and he's doing good things. He doesn't send a lot of horses out, but when he does, they're usually well-meant. So that's mistletoe. I'd play on mistletoe, I assume. So we've got two, four, seven in the five furlong turf race to start the pick five sequence. In race eight, we have the maiden claiming race. This is a $50,000 maiden claiming race, which means all the horses can get can get bought out of this race if you have the proper credentials. And again, I'm going to use three horses in this one. The three that I'm going to use in this race are the one, four, seven. The one is on the inside. That's Robbie Alvarado, Paul McGee, and Marty McGee, Marty McGee's brother, I should say. Marty's been on the show. Uh, they, they seem to like this horse, and he's in a good spot. He's going to drop in from a maiden special weight into a maiden claiming race, which is the biggest move in all of horse racing, if you don't know. It's basically like going from the major leagues down to the minor leagues, uh, which is a really good move. QED is the name of that horse, and that's the, the inside that I'm using. I'm going to use the four in this one, Deal Me In, or Deal I'm In, I'm sorry. This is uh, Ralph Hiles' course. This is Miguel Mena. Uh, it's a calf horse. Uh, I think, don't see any reason why this horse can't put in a good account for himself. And then I'm going to go for a little bit of a price uh, because I get lightweight on the the Bug Boy uh, Davis, Dean Davis. He's uh, is this going to be six to one or eight to one, and he gets in real light at 109 pounds, and that's always a good angle for this first time dropping into a claim tag. Uh, six furlongs just might be the right formula for success there. So I'm going one four seven. So again, in race seven, we're going to go two four seven. Race eight, one four seven. Race nine, we have the single that I'm picking, the three horse. Um, hard aces for Alan Garcia and Larry Jones. That's my single around the ticket. In the 10th race, I'm going a little thinner. This is a mile and a three-eighth. Mile and three-eighths, I should say. This is an optional. Uh, this is a uh, allowance claiming, allowance $52,000 horse uh, racing. Uh, we're just going to use two horses in this race. I'm going to use my friend uh, Corey Lannery on the outside here on the Zadina, the seven horse with Billy Mott. Uh, that's a real good, real good setup there. Uh, he's last time he was out, he ran real well. He it was under Joel Rosario, who was winning everything. But uh, Corey Landry is as capable of anybody getting the job done in that saddle. So uh, I'm going to use him, and then right to his outside, I'm going to use the eight as well. Get real, the Steve Margolis horse. This is Sean Bridgman, who's the leading jockey. These two guys we were mentioning, they're going to be tugging it out and slugging it out for the rest of the the, the meet to see who's going to be the leading jockey with Rosie Naprovnit sneaking up right behind him. So just two horses in the 10th race, the 7th and 8th. And then in the last race, I'm going to go a little deep like I always like to do. If you're in a pick five situation and you've got four horses or four races already in and you're live, you don't want to get to that last race and only have one or two horses in a 10 or 11 horse field, whatever it may be. You want to have five, six, four, quite a, you know, a decent chunk of the field to, to finish, as they say, your pick five. So I'm going to go pretty deep in, in this one. I'm actually going with the one on the inside who will probably be your favorite at the post time. Basson or Bassonet. Uh, it's Rosie, Pro- Rosie Neprovnik's up on this one. And uh, there's no reason to believe this one can love that the $8,000 class drop that he's coming in for. Um, and then we're going all outside from there. We've got, we're going to go five, six, eight, nine. We're going to, we're trying to a price horse on the, with Niberto Arroyo blue blade on the inside. Uh, this is the type of race you can get a price. These these low level claiming races at, at any for any track really, because um, these horses are merry go horses, merry go round horses. Sometimes they win, and the next time is the next guy. You know they're always there. So I'm going to use a price on Blue Blade, and then I've got uh, the six, eight, nine, and that'll finish up that particular ticket. Um, you're going to have that's 
a 50 cent pick five part wheel that starts in the seventh race. You have the 247 with the 147 with three with seven eight with one five six eight nine. That costs you $45 if you're a gambling man, and hopefully you'll. Uh, You'll get that single through and a price somewhere else, and it'll be a huge, huge ticket. So, again, my thoughts on on the racing form today here on WXVW, the new call letters here at 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Just remember, if you can't listen to us here on the radio, if you're driving around in your car, or if you're driving around in your car, you should be tuned in 1450 as it is. But if you can't do that and you're out, you're at office, you're at the office, you're at home or Whatever you can, you can get the smartphone apps or the iPhone apps uh, at the App Store on the fourteen fifty thesportsbuzzcom You can get logged in that way. You can listen on your laptop at home. You can listen wherever you're at nationally. My parents listen up in Pennsylvania. I've got friends that listen in Florida, out west. Uh, you want to tune into the show because there's a lot of good programming on the fourteen fifty thesportsbuzz and fourteen fifty thesportsbuzzcom We've got. Uh, Anytime you want to call in here and chat with me or any of our associates, you, you can call the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450, and you can chat with any of the programs on the station. We, uh, we've got all sorts of local programming. We have Matt Dennison was just in here earlier. He's got the, it's the high school sports report, I believe. Is it not? Uh, it's the high, Matt Dennison's high school. Uh, he has it on Thursday night. Uh, yeah. What he had at noon was in, inside Kentuckyana in, Sports. That's what he calls it, inside yeah. Kentuckyana Sports. Uh, and then he does the he does the tumbleweeds. They has the local kids. He's got the local scene covered tomorrow. He's going to be doing a baseball game. Um, the the Jefferson Jefferson local kids are are playing to a cathedral to to win to go to the state championship game, which is really interesting. And uh, we're, we're we're learning about the, the the live broadcasts with the the sports. And, and, and Matt Dennison does a real good job uh, with the local sports scene here. Today, the the boys that that are after me today, the afternoon drive are out at Ott's is a bar and grill, and they're going to be doing their their afternoon drive from out there. Perrin Johnson's going to be hosting out there. Uh, I mean, Dugan Ryan might be out there. I'm not sure who was all going out there. Douglas is going to be here in the booth taking care of make sure everything sounds smooth for everybody. Um, speaking of sounding smooth, when I come back, I'm going to, we're going to wrap the show up. We're going to talk a little bit about this NBA, a little bit about this NHL, um, what you could do to keep you sexy, and all these things and more. So right here on the 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com, you're listening to The Big Nasty Show.
Welcome back here to uh, the Big Nasty Show on 1450, the Sports Buzz. I just noticed after I had a couple callers, and I just noticed that the studio here has been redecorated. Apparently, Trevor has been added again, Trevor Bacon Kelsey. We've got a blue-collar gold swagger and a beat-the-heat uh posters in the in the station here but unfortunately they didn't beat the heat so it's not not the best of a swagger but anyway like i said the uh, our our associate bacon must have been doing a little littering if you would in the studio i've got to bring some of my cred over here it's it's actually been a while since i've been over here i've we've been doing these live feeds and last week i was at polo fields and i was at churchill downs and and then we had off on Monday because we had the local sports. They were making a, doing a makeup game, so I couldn't couldn't make it in. So I had a little I had a little breather. So it's refreshing. It's nice to be back with you, Douglas. I have it's been a while. I, I don't get to yeah, much, much chance. Good chatting with you now. Yes, yes, yeah. sir. So you, you, Douglas has got a long journey today. I've, I'm going to be finished here in just a little bit. Um, I wanted to remind you a couple things that are going on. Uh, of course, you know they started the 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 Spurs and Heat started Game One yesterday of the the playoffs, the the big playoffs, the championship. Um, and I actually watched the game last night. As I don't really watch a lot of NBA until it gets close to playoff time, uh, or in the playoffs is when I start to watch. But this was actually a really good game last night. Spurs mostly handled the game uh, until real late, and then uh, Miami came back a little bit on the, on the on, on them. And I thought it was going to be a classic case of. Uh, Spurs sort of fading at the end, but the Heat actually took care of real business, and then it got back into the game, and it got real close, and it was even tied at one point, and then the Spurs, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, that experience just took the lights, took the, the wind out of the sails of LeBron James and the Heat, and uh, I wanted to say, you know, Chris Bosh, I, I don't understand why when they're down by four or whatever they were, he gets the pass out from, from LeBron James and hits, he, he takes a three-point shot. Now, Chris Bosh is not a three-point shooter. It's like, what are you doing shooting a three-point shot? And he missed it. Clank goes off the route, and Tony Parker gets the rebound. They take it down the court, score, and that was pretty much the end of the game. Uh, it was a very exciting opener to the series, though, and I think it's going to be a good – I think it's going to be a really, really good seven games. And I think it could go every bit of seven games potentially, but a lot of the big dogs – are picking the Spurs to be uh, victorious in this in this uh, championship, which we'll have to. We're just going to have to wait and see. So, um, uh, before I forget, I wanted to thank a couple of people. I want to thank uh, NickSteinLaw.com over here in, in uh, New Albany. Uh, it's accessible to to Louisville. NickSteinLaw.com is how you get a hold of him. He is a uh, attorney over here that does the job the way it is supposed to be done. They've got experience on your side at NickSteinLaw.com. Uh, they can get to accidents, injuries. Uh, they do a little bit of social work. They do a little uh, social security work. Uh, some some prosecuting, some some defense. They, they do a little bit of everything at Nick Nick Stein Law. So contact them at nicksteinlaw.com. They make everything possible for us here on the show. Uh, anyway, so I wanted to let you know that this weekend is going to be a real nice weekend. We've talked about that already. June uh, has started. I can't believe it's June. Can you believe it's June already? Douglas, is this not? Is this year not just? Well, fly- time flies when you're having fun. Oh, I guess. Oh, I'm telling you, I, I, you know, and, and I've been and I've been having an abundance of that. It's, uh, it, you don't ever see. Last night I had a rare night off, and I sat down on the couch. I didn't know what to do with myself. I, I was like, <laughs> looking around. I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I had a night off from the show and a night off from my other job, and I just ah. Uh, so I went outside and sat outside, and it was just a nice night outside. You know, took a little. But building a lot of fires out back nowadays, and just just relaxing. But uh, if you if you're looking for something to do this weekend, there's uh, St. Louis is in town up in Cincinnati. If you want to go check out a ball game up at Great America Ballpark, they're playing uh, 
Friday and tonight at 7.10, tomorrow night at 7.15, and then uh, Sunday they're playing at 1.10. It's a three-game series at, with St. Louis in town. And then they go to Wrigley. They go to Chicago to Chi-Town for a four-game stretch. And uh, that's those are those are both uh, Monday and Tuesday nights, so 8.05 games. And then Wednesday's a 2.20 game, followed by the same uh, 2.20 game on Thursday. And then they got a nice home stretch with, with Milwaukee for three games and Pittsburgh for four games after that, uh, the 14th through the 20th. It's a nice little home game stretch up at Great America Ballpark. If you've never been up to Great America Ballpark, I highly recommend you take the kids, you take the wife, you take yourself. Anything, just get up there because it's a magnificent place to uh, take in a ball game. As I've said already, Belmont Stakes is tomorrow, which um, I gave uh, two horses that I like in this race. I, I, we Matt Carruthers was on earlier. We talked about Palace Malice, and I like that horse as well. And I like Dallas Stewart's Golden Soul, I think, has a real good shot at closing into that pace and taking care of business. I do think that Orb is got every shot to win, but are you going to take a short price in a big field? It's not for this guy. So uh, take a shot. Take a shot in this race. I'm going deep. I'm using the all button like I told you. So uh, we're going to see. It's going to be interesting. It's supposed to be rainy up in New York, so that's going to make a big, big difference as to how that shapes up. Remember, they got 245 racing, which is uh, right now as we speak, Clory Lannery is probably in the winner's circle on Flashy Ray uh, because he talked to me on the show earlier today, and it's like a good luck omen. Um, we have June starts the next week, starts the night racing at Churchill Downs, which if you've never been out there to this night racing at Churchill Downs, this is one heck of a party they put on out there. I'm telling you. Starting June 15th, for three weekends in a row, they do the Saturday night racing. The gates open at 4 o'clock, the first post is at 6 o'clock, and they race until about 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And they do themes for these races, which are really, really cool. Um, the next couple of Fridays, I'm going to be out at Churchill Downs wrapping up the meet. We've got three more Fridays. They're going to, we're going to do the live broadcasts out there. The Big Nasty Show and 1450thesportsbuzz.com will be out there. Uh, we get started at 1 o'clock on Fridays, as always, so we're going to tune into that if you're, if you're not doing anything. I've been known to give a few handicapping uh, tips away to people to, so that they can, they can make, the, make ends meet with that. So it's going to be interesting. So on, uh, I want to talk a little bit about my beloved Steelers. Um, ben Roethlisberger is going on, or actually underwent already, a minor surgery on his right knee just to clean some of this out. And uh, the Mike Tomlin was talking, and he, they announced that he didn't think that this was going to be any sort of long-term effects from this for the for for, the, for Ben Roethlisberger, and that he should be back uh, to play and get ready for the for camp in the in the preseason. So um, that's a good that's good news for him. The uh, the U.S. Open is actually the U.S. Open is about to start. Um, I saw an interesting story on this. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, Tiger. Rory and Adam Scott are all paired together in the U.S. Open, and they have a 114 tee time, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, those those are some big ballers. The U.S. Open is always interesting. They 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 let the grass the the rough grows in a little thicker in the U.S. Open. Uh, there's the stint meter is always up around 13 or 14, and uh, th- so it's going to be interesting. The U.S. Open is always great. Um, we I wanted to com- commend and congratulate uh, in Dublin last week. The Memorial, we were up there, I was up there Monday and Tuesday checking things out up there. The Memorial Tournament, uh, Matt Kuchar, uh, he had a 20-foot 20 20 birdie putt in the, on the final hole on Sunday to close out the deal. He is, he's probably, he may be, besides the big names that you always hear, Matt Kuchar might be the most consistent of all the golfers. He's got a flawless golf swing. It's really, it's really impressive to watch how he keeps his composure on the golf course. 
But he won at Dublin the Memorial, and uh, they're on to the U.S. Open next week, so we'll see if he can carry through that momentum. But he did, as a, as a result of this, uh, he assured himself a spot of the President's Cup team, which is a really interesting thing. It's kind of like... It's kind of like the Ryder Cup, but it's it's a local. You know, it's a it's a it's an interesting situation the way they do that. But it's always fun for those guys to play. It gives them an opportunity to play on a team together, the same guys that they compete against with with all season long. So it's it's an interesting thing. The Ryder Cup. We were out last two years ago at the Ryder Cup, maybe three years ago. I lose track of time. Like Douglas said, if if as the time flies when you're having fun, it's tough to keep track of it all. So, um, I wanted to to. Bring out an interesting point, uh, Usain Bolt. Uh, I saw a picture. It was a stunning picture. It was actually one that you have never seen before. Uh, Usain Bolt was crossing the finish line, but he was looking at someone who had already crossed the finish line, which is something he has never done. Uh, Justin Gatlin. Uh, this was Thursday night. This was actually just last night. Uh, Justin Gatlin, who was a once disgraced runner, he ran a 9.94 in the 100-meter final in the Rome Diamond League, and Bolt who is a two-time Olympic gold medalist known for crossing, crushing fields and with early leads and coasting to record times. He couldn't catch Gatlin from behind and was reduced to glancing at him at the wire, which is kind of funny. Um, and then he later blamed a, a moderate stumble out of the blocks. So Usain Bolt was beat, which was something that a lot of people didn't think would ever happen until he got a little bit older. So <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a small riding dirty note to talk about. Uh, Dallas Cowboys defensive tackle Josh Brent tested positive for marijuana. Um, he's uh, awaiting trial uh, for he, while he awaits the trial of a car crash that killed his teammates. Uh, the prosecutor said Thursday, and and asking the judge to revoke the player's one hundred thousand dollar bond and issue a warrant for his arrest. Uh, the police have, have have accused Brent of driving with a blood alcohol content more than twice the legal limit during the December eighth car crash that killed Jerry Brown, a uh, Cowboys practice squad player. Let's imagine if he wasn't a practice squad player, that story would have been a lot bigger than what it was. But that's interesting to note. Uh, these these players and these professional agencies, they cannot seem to stay off of the reefer and stay off of the beating of the women. I don't understand it. seems to me like it would be pretty easy to stay away from those things when you've got multiple millions of dollars and can do pretty much whatever you want. So the uh, interesting note, uh, Matt Dennison was talking earlier about the draft. The baseball draft has started. The number one overall pick to Houston was uh, – was up for debate. They weren't sure who they were going to take, but they uh, they took Mark Apple. He is the Stanford right-hander, big right-hander. He's got four a four-pitch repertoire. Uh, it's supposed to be pretty spot on. He's got a fastball, slider, curveball, changeup, and that's a that's a pretty good setup there. On Thursday night, the draft started uh, in New Jersey, and he was the number one overall pick, Houston Astros. And now the Houston Astros are actually in the uh, American League now, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, Apple's a 21 year old. He's he's six foot five. Uh, he's he was 10 and four in his senior season at Stanford with a 2.2 2.12 pardon me ERA. He struck out 130 batters, 106.1 innings, and walked only 23 players, 23 batters. Opposing batters hit 203 against him. That's pretty impressive in, in that uh, in the college baseball for for opposing pitchers batting average to only be 203. He was just that good. It's that simple. Uh, he he's uh, he's drafted. Uh, he was drafted the number one, uh, number eight overall in the 2012 draft, but turned down the 3.8 million contract that the Pittsburgh Pirates in, uh, uh, offered him, and he went st- instead opted for his senior year at Stanford. So, congratulations to him and his family. 
uh, that's good. they're not going to have to worry about too much for the rest of their lives in that particular household. So, uh, Dr. J of Philadelphia 76ers fame, uh, he's upset. He's not. He's not too happy. He he thinks that they uh, they were taken advantage of with the uh, disastrous acquisition free agent to be uh, Andrew Bynum from the the injury prone Andrew Bynum. The Hall of Fame Philly legend, he was noticeably upset and, and spoke about this matter on the air. He, he said uh, you know, they, that they were taken advantage of by the Los Angeles. Uh, they're not benefiting one bit uh, from, from importing the All-Star Center and uh, re-upping the talent. But, but fractured uh, former Lakers center, uh, he, he just, they're just bringing in – he said they're bringing in dead weight basically, which is pretty interesting. So Dr. J is usually a silent uh, uh, person, but he decided to – to step up the step up the bar a little bit there. In some NASCAR notes, a little round and round world. Uh, this weekend on Sunday, they're going to uh, they're going to the Sprint Cup Series is actually going to be at Pocono, which is up in my neck of the woods in Pennsylvania. We went to a Pocono race once, and uh, I tell you what, it's it's not the best place to see a race because of the the bleachers are are flat and it's a flat track, so you don't see a lot of the backside stuff, or you just see pretty much what's in front of you. But uh, and it's also a disaster getting in and out of there traffic-wise. But that's the case for a lot of these NASCAR races. A lot of people don't realize these NASCAR races pack the house. They, they're always sold out. There's so many people that go to these races; it's almost impossible to get in and out of. Um, they have uh, that's going to be this Sunday, and then the following week they're at Michigan. So they have two lengthy, uh, two long tracks, and then they go out to Sonoma to do the course racing, which is interesting. So uh, Jimmy Johnson is still in the lead with points. He's uh, he's earned over over four million dollars already, which is awfully interesting. Uh, Carl Edwards is in second under points. Uh, he's a, not far behind, only thirty points back. We've got Clint Boyer in third, who is fifty points back, and then we have three guys that are pretty much the same: Matt Kenseth, Ken, Kevin Harvick, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Which you don't hear much about Dale Earnhardt Jr., but he has been. Finishing in the top ten, just about every race, he sneaks in there. He's, I think, he's figured out this point system and how it works and how to keep it fresh with that. He, um, he's, he's always in the top ten. He's driving solid, solid top ten. I did want to talk a little bit about this NHL man. We've got the the, the finals, then the East Coast and the West Coast finals, Eastern finals and Western finals, as they say in hockey. Um, the the Blackhawks, they're winning the series. They're winning the series three to one. Pittsburgh is losing three nothing in the series. The Bruins are absolutely killing the Penguins. The Penguins handled their business leading up to the the series, leading up to this like it was nobody's business. They killed they killed the Senators. They killed the first round competition, and they they get to the the Bruins, and the Bruins have just got their number. They've been killing them every game. It's three nothing in that series. Um, they're they're playing tonight at eight o'clock, and the Bruins can sweep this the series tonight at eight o'clock. And and I don't that would be incredible if they were to do that. If they were to do that, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I mean, they're just dominating. They're dominating. Boston actually, the the, the Boston Pittsburgh went to two overtimes. That was a killer game. I don't know if anybody got a chance to watch that, but if you did, it was an incredibly entertaining hockey game. And uh, Boston came back to squeak that out. We've got uh, the Blackhawks. Like I said, they're up three one. And uh, that's going to be interesting to see if if uh, it's going to be interesting to see if the Blackhawks can if if they can put the Kings away tonight or tomorrow night they play uh, the Kings have to come back they're both both backs against the walls but unless something changes drastic it looks like it's going to be a Bruins Blackhawks uh, Stanley Cup series which uh, is going to be real interesting to see 
Um, I love playoff hockey. Playoff hockey is one of the best things going. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on over here at 1450. I'm going to go out to Churchill Downs here a little bit and see if I can put my money where my mouth is on, on my handicapping that I told you about earlier. Um, we've got, uh, if you're driving around your car, like I said, the best thing to do is instead of listening to the same music over and over again, tune into 1450 The Sports Buzz. Turn into 1450 AM locally here in Kentuckyana, anywhere in uh, southern Indiana, Louisville, wherever you're at, tune in. If you can't do that, then then download our, one of our apps for your smartphone. You can listen on your smartphone. You can listen on uh, your iPhone, your Android, either one of them. And you go to the Android markets. You can find this stuff, 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Um, if, uh, we have we always have great sponsorship opportunities here at uh, The Big Nasty Show and also at 1450thesportsbuzz. Uh, you, can G- you can email me at bignastyshow13 at gmail.com, bignastyshow13 at gmail.com, and we can talk to you about uh, getting your business out there on the, the national Yahoo Sports radio air waves and the commercials. Um, I want you to remember, always keep it sexy, because if you're not keeping it sexy, there really is no point. I mean, what is the point if you're not doing that? Uh, you can always call in any of these programs on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. It's 384-1450, or listening to it, like I said, in uh, digital crystal clear quality on any of those smartphone apps or on your laptop or on your home phone, your home, all these things. There's all kinds of ways to get. We've got the boys coming to you on the afternoon drives, coming to you live from Ots out in, I'm not even sure where that's at, but they're out there, they're partying, they're coming to you here in just a minute from from, from Ots. And uh, it's supposed to be a beautiful weekend this weekend. So for uh, for Douglas in the, in the booth, I'm uh, Big Nasty. Uh, enjoy your weekend right here from 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com.